You're listening to the Grow Your Own Food Podcast, a show dedicated to helping you grow fresh fruit, vegetables, and even grains in your own backyard. In every episode, you'll get growing tips, recipe inspiration, and more. Ready to get growing? Then let's jump in. Hello and welcome to episode 42 of the Grow Your Own Food podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Smith, and today I am going to be telling you how to grow your own sweet potato slips. If you've never heard of a sweet potato slip, but you have a sneaking suspicion that it would have something to do with growing sweet potatoes, you're right. Sweet potatoes are grown from sweet potato slips. They are a vine, a small little baby vine that sprouts from the sweet potato itself. So I am going to be telling you all about how to grow those for yourself so that you can grow your own sweet potatoes in today's episode. But first, a word from our sponsor. So I feel like I have to start this episode by acknowledging how crazy everything is right now. I haven't acknowledged the COVID-19 pandemic at all because I typically record these podcast episodes sometimes three to four weeks in advance, and obviously things have really escalated very, very quickly in the past three to four weeks. Many of us are completely homebound. We are social distancing. We are working from home. Some of us are isolating or self-quarantining. We have symptoms and we're not sure, you know, whether or not what we have is the coronavirus. And it is a scary time, a weird time to be living in this world. And gardening is something that is keeping a lot of us sane. Those of us who do garden um, are finding a lot of comfort in just going outside and putting your hands in the earth and observing, you know, small plants growing and maturing, watching seeds sprout. Obviously, that kind of clashes a lot with what's going on in the world, but in a very hopeful, lovely way. So, I would encourage you to keep gardening to the best of your ability throughout this whole thing. I think that it's really helpful. So that aside, I'm going to get into talking about sweet potato slips and how to grow them. So sweet potatoes are tubers. They're tubers just like a a potato is a tuber, but they're not actually related to potatoes. Sweet potatoes are tropical. They don't like cold weather. They don't grow from seeds and they come from a tropical vine, whereas potatoes originated in the Peruvian mountains. So sweet potatoes don't grow from chunks of the tuber like regular potatoes do. They grow from baby vines that issue forth from the potato itself called slips. So the process of getting those slips is going to be very different from the process of sprouting your own seed potatoes. So the first thing that you want to realize about growing your own sweet potato slips is that honestly, it takes months to grow your own sweet potato slips. I start my sweet potato slips in late February or early 
to mid-March. So it's a little bit on the later side to start growing them, but that's okay because the little bit of warmer weather that you'll have outside at this point is probably going to help things move along a lot faster than starting them inside in February or March, especially if you have a sweet potato that's already sprouting. Sweet potatoes don't have a tendency to sprout as easily as regular potatoes do, but you never know. You might look inside your cupboard and find one that has already sprouted, and and if that's the case, that's fantastic. You should definitely be trying to grow sweet potato slips from that. If you you buy a sweet potato to, to to do this with. And you can, you can buy a sweet potato to do this with at the grocery store. I've done it myself. You want to buy an organic sweet potato. And it's the same thing as with regular potatoes. The reason why you want to buy an organic sweet potato is that with commercially grown sweet potatoes, a chemical substance is applied to them to stop them from sprouting well in the grocery store because nobody wants to buy already sprouted, you know, potatoes at the grocery store. So it's sprayed on them to keep them looking pretty. But also commercially grown tubers and root crops are often full of pesticides that make their way into the soil. You know, the things that didn't end up on the plant ends up in the soil and then it ends up in your potato. So not the best thing to be growing your sweet potato slips from. So you want to pick out an organic sweet potato. And the first thing that we're going to do with the sweet potato when you get it home is put it in a jar of water. I use a regular mouth pint-sized canning jar. And depending on the size of the potato, you might just be able to put it you know, directly into the jar. It'll be fat enough that it won't kind of sink all the way down into the jar. If you have a smaller potato, though, you might have to get some toothpicks, kind of like your, you know, elementary school, you know, grade school science project. Stick some toothpicks into the side of your sweet potato and kind of suspend it on the rim of the canning jar. And you'll want to fill that canning jar with water up to as far as you can. Ideally, you would be submerging at least the bottom third of the sweet potato in water, if not more like the bottom half. And if you're wondering which end to put in the water, typically sweet potatoes have a more rounded end and a more pointy end, and you'll want to put the pointy end in the water. If you can't tell the difference, don't stress out too much about it because honestly, it's the end that is in the water that is going to sprout roots and then the the dry end is, is the part that's going to sprout the vines or the slips. So don't stress out about it too much, but if you can tell because one end is round and one end is pointy, you will want to put the pointy end. Also, it just helps you. The pointy end is going to be skinnier and it's going to be easier to fit down into the jar. So pretty, pretty easy reasoning there. And then you wait. Honestly, you wait for like weeks. It takes a pretty decently long time for a mother sweet potato tuber to root. And I do this every year. I do this to myself. I put a sweet potato in water and around a month, eh, three weeks, still nothing has happened. And I start to lose faith in my little potato. And I go and I order sweet potato slips online just in case 
But since they don't ship until later in the season, they don't ship until May when all threat of frost has passed. Because like I said, they're tropical and if there's a frost, it will kill them. I'm able to cancel that order in time when I find that in fact my sweet potato is alive and it has rooted and it will create sweet potato slips. But there, there is a chance that the sweet potato might not sprout. So it being a tropical plant, if it is exposed to temperatures below about 50 degrees for an extended period of time, it can die. And that's kind of one of the hard parts about buying an organic sweet potato to grow sweet potato slips from is you don't really know what the storage conditions were like in the grocery store and before it was at the grocery store. Usually you don't have to worry too much about, you know, the storage of root crops before they got to the store. But with sweet potatoes, you kind of do. So If you put your sweet potato in water and you're still not seeing any roots and look really closely because those roots start out very, very small and you're not seeing roots yet at that point, you might have a dead sweet potato, which is really unfortunate. And at that point, you should maybe just order sweet potato slips. Um, You can definitely, though, try again. Once the outside temperatures get into the 60s and 70s during the day. Usually for us in my area, I'm in zone 6A. That's usually sometime in April. Start placing the jar outside on sunny days. That is going to do a couple different things. One, the warmth is going to accelerate the rooting speed of that sweet potato. And then two, once the slips do start to sprout, the sun is going to encourage the slips to grow a lot faster, which it's so crazy because one day there will be nothing on the outside of that sweet potato. And then the next day there will just be like a tiny little bud, a little bump um, that looks like a little flower bud that will burst through the skin on the top half of the sweet potato and that's a slip and it'll come from nowhere and it's a little weird and if you keep giving it sun bring it in every night because it's it's going to be cool at night still in april and again tropical plants they don't like you know temperatures that are below 50 degrees which in april nighttime temperatures can definitely get down into the 50s and 40s sometimes even 30 degrees so bring those sweet potatoes in if you are putting them out in the sun But over the course of a few weeks, the bud will start to grow into a small vine um, and it'll sprout leaves. And meanwhile, more buds will appear and it's going to feel really alien and really strange. But once you get used to it, it's just like the most amazing thing. Once the vines are, I would say, a good three to four inches long and they have several leaves on them, you're going to want to, with your forefinger and your thumb, grasp at the very, very bottom of the sweet potato slip where it meets the sweet potato. And you're going to want to gently twist the slips off the sweet potato. It's going to feel like you're killing them, but you're not, I promise. I have an old video up on my Instagram. You can find it in the sister post for this episode of me kind of pulling the sweet potato slips off the potato. You're not killing them. 
they'll survive, but you have to pick them off because you need those sweet potato slips to root because we need them to have roots if we're going to put them in the soil. So to get them to root, we're going to place the sweet potato slips in a shallow bowl or another small jar, canning jar filled with water. We don't want them completely submerged though. So if you do use a canning jar, sometimes what you can do is you'll have like a mesh bag of oranges or something like that. You can cut a square of that mesh bag off and place it over the mouth of the canning jar. Screw the canning ring, the lid ring, down on top to hold that mesh in place. And then kind of poke the sweet potato slip stems down through that mesh to help support it um, while the very bottoms of the slips are submerged in water. So neat little trick there. But again, if you don't have any of that stuff, you can just use like a shallow little bowl. Um, like if you have like little condiment bowls or something like that, that works too. Really, you just want the first inch or so of the base of the vine submerged. Anything that's submerged in water is going to start to put out these white roots. They're, they're going to look exactly the same as the roots on the sweet potato, the mother tuber itself. Rooting happens faster when the environment is warmer. So if you can, try placing your bowl or jar with the slips in it outside, but put it in a mostly shaded area because if you leave it outside all during the day, the water can evaporate kind of quickly if it's in the sunlight. And also the water can get way too hot if it's in the sunlight all day. So go ahead and, and place it outside for that extra warmth, but in the shade. Once the sweet potato slips have rooted and you the roots are a couple inches long, you can plant them outside. Ideally, this should be around mid-May or early June when the threat of frost is way long gone and the daytime temperatures are consistently above 70 degrees. Sweet potatoes like warm weather. I know I've said it a bajillion times now already in this episode, but we need to always remember that. So when you plant them, make sure that the roots and at least a few inches of the vine are buried when planting. Sometimes the vine isn't long enough for that, and if that's the case, don't worry. Just, just bury as much of the vine as you can and firmly pack the soil around it. Remember, we talked about with transplanting, we want to firmly pack the soil around to kind of make sure that the roots have really good contact with the soil in the planting hole, getting rid of any air pockets and things like that. Sweet potato slips, honestly, as long as it's not cold outside, they're pretty hardy and they will often find a way to survive um, even after you've decided they're goners. They do take a few days to adjust though, just like any plant. They kind of take a few days to kind of come online as it were and start taking up water and nutrients from the soil. So give them a few days. They're going to look a little bit wilty, especially in the sunlight, but don't worry, just keep the soil damp. It will encourage rooting. And you'll know when they've taken to the soil, when the roots have taken to the soil, when the leaves go from like the weird purple, purplish green color to a bright, bright green and the leaves perk up and the plant starts growing. So a few little watch outs now that we have how to grow sweet potato slips out of the way. You might be wondering if sweet potato slips will grow in a pot and absolutely they will. But if you're growing them for the purposes of growing your own food, 
not just for decorative reasons. A lot of people actually grow sweet potato vines for decorative purposes. And um, sweet potatoes will grow in a pot, but it has to be a pretty big or deep pot. They need lots of room to grow big. So I would say that that pot needs to be um, at least 18 inches wide and probably a good 18 inches or more deep in order to make room for all the developing sweet potatoes. Another thing that you should know is that rabbits love sweet potato vines. They will eat them up if you don't protect them. So a floating row cover works really well for this. Obviously, if you have a fenced in garden, that's really good too. And yet another reason why it's a good idea to grow sweet potatoes in containers is you can keep those containers up off the ground and that will keep the rabbits away from them. Last thing is sweet potato leaves are actually edible. So you can take those extra leaves off, stir fry them up with a little bit of olive oil and garlic. They honestly taste like any other, you know, dark leafy green, a little bit bitter, but that can be balanced out with some, you know, some white wine vinegar or with some lemon juice. They're actually really pretty tasty. So that is it on growing sweet potato slips. I would just say that if you're interested in doing that, probably just want to go ahead and get started on that this week. Find an organic sweet potato at the grocery store, get it in some water, and as much as you can on days that are in the 60 to 70 degree range, have them outside and they will root a lot faster. And soon after that, they'll start to bud and grow slips. So, like I said, you can find the sister post for this episode. Uh, There's a link to that in the show notes. You can follow me on Instagram or Facebook to get access to all the stuff that I am doing in the garden, as well as new blog posts. I've got a decent amount of recipes that are coming up, so be sure to look for that. Otherwise, thank you so very much for listening in. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay sane by getting out into the garden. Thanks so much, guys. I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Grow Your Own Food podcast. Visit beeandbasil.com for helpful how-to articles, images, and recipes.